Hello and welcome back to The Huddle. Here at The Huddle we like to focus on positive sports chat. We love to hear from sports people about their lives, their careers and how sport can have a positive impact on our communities. Our names are... Elroy, Otis. Archie. And Kingy. Today we are lucky enough to have Georgia Ponson be with us. Georgia is a 23-year-old rugby player who has played in the Black Ferns who won the 2022 Women's World Cup. She has played in the Farah Palmer Cup for Canterbury who are five-time champions. She is a Super Rugby Opiki champion and a hard-working hooker. Welcome to the huddle, Georgia. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Stoked to be on here. Thank you for bringing your medals. They're real cool. Oh, yeah, yeah no worries. Yeah. Go and have a look. And... Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. Where were you born? <laughs> uh, I was born in Gisborne. Um, oh. Yeah, so North Island. Um, yeah, my parents were just farming over there. and But, yeah, I moved to Taihepi, um when I was, like, two. So that's home for me now. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us what it was like growing up for you? Yeah. Um, well, I'm I've, I'm from a rural, small rural area, um, about two hours like inland, inland from Napier, um, and it was it's pretty. It was, I grew up um, and sort of it was pretty isolated. So my primary school, I think there was like thirty max kids there. So um, yeah, I didn't. I had about five year eights <laughs> who were my friends. So. Um, yeah, it was really cool growing up um, on like out there in the farm. I just love going home and hanging out there. And um, but yeah, I then I went to boarding school. After that, I went to fielding. Um, so I did that, and then yeah, I came down to Christchurch. Went to Lincoln Uni um, on the rugby scholarship, and yeah, I've been in Christchurch for six years now. Yeah. Nice. Who in your family is your biggest supporter, and how do they support you? Um, hmm, probably my dad, he is like rugby mad, um, he, yeah, when I first told him that I wanted to play rugby, he like didn't really think much of it, and he came, his first time he came and watched me play, he, um, drove like two hours to come to my first game, and he kind of thought, oh god, like, what's Georgia doing, like, you know, playing rugby, she'll, this will be awful, and then he saw me play my first game, and he was just so excited about it, he was so stoked, and then, yeah, ever since then, we kind of chat rugby all the time it's it's yeah probably the main thing that we have to talk about and yeah I think um yeah when I made the black friends I think he was almost more stoked than I was he was just over the moon and yeah that oh, during the world cup he was just like in his happy place eh? it was just so cool for him yeah did you get him free tickets to all the games yeah yeah we got um two tickets two free tickets to every game so yeah that went to mum and dad yeah <laughs> what um what no like how was it to be for, with such a rugby family, what was it like when you won the World Cup with that? Yeah, uh, it was just, yeah, surreal. Um, it was pretty cool. Like, lots of my um, family from all over the country, I've got a lot of family um, from the South Island, they flew up. Like, my little second cousins came up, which, you know, I haven't really had much to do with them. Um, and then it was so cool that they came up and watched watched the final and they just thought it was so so cool and that was really cool for me I think that's the special thing about rugby is it just brings people together and for me it like my sport and my rugby has really brought my whole family together which is quite cool because like I said we're all all from everywhere across the country so we actually don't see each other that often at all like maybe once every three years so Mm -hmm. it's been really cool I think um for my family to come together and watch my games and things and yeah, connect as a family. It's been really cool. Nice. Um, do you have any siblings? If so, how many? And how? Uh, and do they play a sport? 
Yeah, I have two siblings. I have an older sister, two years older, um, called May. And I have a younger brother. Um, he's two years younger than me. I mean, sorry, younger brother. He's two years younger. Um, called Jack. And no, they're like they're kind of not um into sport. Or May isn't. She um is kind of an environmentalist. She's quite the opposite. Actually, polar opposite to me. She's doesn't like sort of physical activity or sport or anything. Um, yeah, she goes for a bike ride now and again, and that's pretty much it. And then my younger brother, he used to play rugby, like, throughout high school, and then he actually is a bull rider. So he, wow. um, yeah, pretty that's nuts, eh? Yeah. Must yeah. be a pretty cool job to do. Yeah, yeah. He just oh, he just does it in his spare time on the weekends. But, yeah, so he rides um, Bronx. He rides Bronx as well and bulls, yeah, at the rodeos. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I have a lot of respect for him to do that because yeah. I would never get on a wild bull. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Well. But that's really cool. I love going and watching him. It's quite entertaining if, as long as he doesn't get hurt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was your first rugby experience? Um, my first was the first time I played rugby. I didn't start until I was fifteen. So I, like right through um, until then, I was just a netballer. That was kind of the only options in Taipei. It was either rugby or netball because, yes, yeah, what was very limited. Um, in such a small town um but yeah I played netball and I did really well with my netball I still miss my netball because it was yeah a huge part of my life but um pretty much our fielding girls team was really good like they won um like the New Zealand high school comp a couple times and we've had some big names come through there like Sarah Hidney, um Crystal Mays, Hayley Hutana, Amy Cocaine who um, actually was a hooker for England. So um, our girls' program has been really successful. Um, and anyways, pretty much the girls walked around school and I they were just always in a group. They were best friends and they just looked like they were always having so much fun. And I was like, I really want to hang out with those girls and I really want to be like them. So little 15-year-old me went, uh, went, went along to a training and just, yeah, never looked back. It was just so cool. I think the culture and... The camaraderie and like the girls were just so welcoming and yeah the training was just so fun and I've just yeah never looked back. I gave up netball and put my heart and soul into rugby ever since oh. then. Do you think if you kept playing netball you would have like gone pro at that? Mm, probably not. Um, I played for like rep teams and I played for Massey University um, in their Div 2 team when I was like 16. So I was doing well but I think for my position I was like a goal attack, goal oh. D and going to be super tall um and yeah I just don't think I would have been tall enough to crack it Mm. you've been playing rugby for only eight years and you've already basically Mm. gone pro yeah yeah it's pretty impressive yeah what was that decision like how hard was that decision to make a switch from netball to rugby was it difficult or yeah it was it was tough it was I was annoyed because my like you know I feel like growing up you should all be encouraged to play as many sports as possible because the skills just transfer into rugby. Um, like, your catch pass and netball, your ability to jump and judge a ball in the air and catch it. Um, kicking, like if you're a soccer player, like Renee Holmes used to be a soccer player and she's got the best boot in the women's game. I think all of that transfers over. Like my, I'd like to say that I was quick on my feet in netball and like my um, sort of, you know, step people, but I'm really not that good at stepping on the rugby field. Um, but I think all of that just transfers over into rugby. Um, so I used to play tennis, just all that hand-eye coordination stuff. And like even at training, we still um, like we do a lot of that jumping, landing, um, fast feet, and all that, which we're trying to still incorporate into our trainings because it's so important to translate mm. onto the field. Um, 
But yeah, off topic of the question, where was I going with that? Um, I love Canterbury, the Crusaders and the All Blacks. <laughs> what next question? Yeah, Sorry. what yeah. teams did you support when you were growing up? Um, I supported the Crusaders because my dad is from Waimati. And I know I, I was a North Islander and I should have supported the Hurricanes, but um, Dad was just like a Cantabrian through and through, and he um, just, yeah, loved the Crusaders. So, like, we did not even have a choice growing up. It was, we had the Crusaders, he'd buy us, like, shirts and stuff, and we'd all just sit down on the couch, and I remember Friday night footy, and we'd have our chippies and our lemonade and watch the Crusaders, and, yeah, they've been my favourite team, like, growing up, so it's quite cool that I came down here and played for Canterbury now. Yeah, yeah. our mum's from Dunedin so she supports, well the Highlanders and yeah. me uh, Elwery and our dad are all Crusaders. Yeah, yeah, yeah Crusaders so fans yeah, oh tough, bit of, a, bit of a divide between the family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's it like travelling to lots of places, what are the good things and what are the bad things? Um, good things, definitely the amount of air points you rack up <laughs> Because I'm now a quarter member, gold. Um, so that's that's a big bonus. Um, when we when we went over to um, France and England a couple of years ago, we flew in business. So that was wow. epic. That was very cool. Big bonus. Um, I guess the downsides is like you're in these amazing places and countries, but. I guess you um, you don't have that much time to explore because it's your training every day, you've got your game, and then we have we usually just have the one day a week that that's completely off rugby, so that's your exploring day. But yeah, it's quite you know tempting when you're in this far like on the other side of the world. You're like, I just want to go see everything and trying to jam pack it into a day. Mm-hmm. Do you have um, a favourite place you went to? Well, I haven't been um, to many. I've just done Aussie and France and England. Mm-hmm. I loved France. We were in Toulouse, so that was very cool. Um, but we've got Canada lined up this year, so hopefully make the team for that because, yeah, I'd love to go over there. That'd be very cool. Mm. Mm. Who do you look up to and why? Um, I look up to all my teammates. I think they're all pretty incredible people. I think um, I've played alongside Sarah Hedney quite a bit. Um, I think she is, yeah, amazing leader, player, person, everything she's just a professional in every aspect of life um I think just the fact that we also went to the same school and she's you know with her rural upbringing um I've played um one or two sevens with her um one title with her doing that and yeah obviously playing with her in the black ferns um so I've had a lot to do with Gossie now and um I just have seen how she operates and I think she's like just yeah incredible incredible my favourite food is fried chicken. Shout out to Bobby Wayne at CMC Chicken and Cornbread. Describe <laughs> your favourite meal. Oh, I've never heard of that place. I have to go give it a visit. Um, favourite meal. Hmm, my mum makes a really nice kumara and curry soup. That sounds so rogue, but um, you've got to try it before you diss it. It's, yeah, the bomb. Made with some, like, homemade focaccia bread or something like that. Oh, yeah. So good. Good winter warmer. Yeah. What is your what is the biggest challenge being a professional sports person? Um the biggest challenge would probably I mean, I don't like to call them sacrifices because they're choices, but sometimes you're, you know, faced to make some hard choices. Mm. Um just, you know, should I go out and do that when I'm versus like I should prioritize my recovery? Um I guess you don't have as much, you know, time to do 
you know, other things. Um, like it's pretty full on, especially at like the top level. Like rugby is pretty much all year round. We get like November, December, and then we're pretty much into it in January. Mm. Um, like November, December off. Um, if that, it's usually like six weeks. Christmas holiday. Yeah, so it's it's full on. Like you don't really get much of a break. But to be honest, you probably wouldn't want too much of a break because mm. you do all this training, you don't want to lose it. But, um. Yeah, I'd just probably say that it's, it's, you don't get as much time to hang out with your friends or go home or, you know, go away and, I don't know, for me, like my parents went on a horse trek the other week and I would have loved to have gone there, but just can't, just things like that. But, like I said, their choices and I would not have it any other way. Um, it's just sometimes it's, it sucks a little bit, mm, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what advice would you give to young people that want to make sport their career? I would say um, don't give up like any of your other sports first, like I said earlier. I think just do all of them as for as long as you can. Obviously, at one point you have to um, make a choice, but I think just get stuck into everything. Um, and I'd say like there are just so many opportunities out there now to be seen and to um, be coached and to, there's so much help out there. Like. Just reach out, ask someone um, for help or if you want to learn a new skill. Honestly, it's you think that, um, you know, like the elite top players, um, you think that they're so busy and they'd never be willing to help. But honestly, like, I we're just a message away. I would probably say that. Like, people just put us on a pedestal, but I'm just a normal human. Like, mm. love, if, like, love helping people, love growing the game. And, like, if a girl messaged me and said, like, hey, can you come help me um, with my scrumming, I would probably put down everything and well if if it's suited to come help like yeah I'd just say um don't be afraid to um ask or get help um yeah and I'd just say nothing's ever too hard like I personally would have never ever thought I was be a black friend like never thought it was possible even like the year I made it I still didn't think it was I was like no I it's kind of funny I actually never told my like anyone that um the black friend team was getting named so when I Got, when it got named to go over to France and England, um, like my parents didn't even know that the team was getting announced or anything. So when I rang them, they're like, "Wait, what? When? When, when did you even? When were you even in the mix? When were you even mm. eligible? Like, we didn't even know you were gonna get a phone call." And I just kept it really quiet because I just didn't think that it would happen. Um, so mm. I'd probably just say like, believe in yourselves and. I I never really wanted to voice to anyone like people would always say, "Oh, do you want to be a black fern?" And I was like, "Oh yeah," but like. I never said I want to be a black friend. I just said, like, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. Because I think, sort of deep down, I was really scared to voice that goal. Because I felt like if I said it and it was out there, then I had, like, a duty to, you know, do it. Yeah. So I was really scared of doing that and saying that. Um, but I, if that's one thing that I reckon I would change is that. And still now, like, yeah, I want to be the black friend. Yeah, I want to be the starting hooker. Like, because then you've got yourself to hold accountable after that. But I, I was just, yeah, I always just thought, no, not a chance. So, yeah, probably just believe in yourselves and don't be scared to tell people that that's what you want to do because once you've got a start mark like that, mm. then you can only go forward. Mm. My favourite players are Rich Moonga, Steve Rees and Adi Savia. Who is your favourite player and why? Um, hmm. Those are good players. Um... I do, yeah, Adi Savia, he's probably up there. He's just an absolute animal. Um, hmm, maybe Ethan Blackadder. I reckon he's pretty yeah. cool. I like him a bit of a well. legend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sadly injured at the moment, but yeah, yeah I think he's, 
He's very good as well. Yeah, very one of the top <laughs> top players. Absolutely. At our tough tea, we are part of Ear to Tangata, which is about helping people understand and to- tackle tall poppy syndrome. You have value is one of the three elements of Ear to Tangata. What does this mean for you in relation to sport and life? That was a long question. So, what was that like? Value. You have value. Yeah. Um. So, how does that relate to you in your sport and life? Mm. Like my values, mm. do you mean? My values. Um, um, I'd probably just say just, yeah, work ethic and hard work um, is important to me. I like love the quote, if a job's worth doing, it's worth doing right. So I'd never um, do anything half-assed. Like if I'm at training, I'm on. Um, I take that into everything that I do. Um, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, so I can't just start something and not finish it. Um which I think is important in every aspect of life and in rugby. Um, I'd probably say, hmm, what else is important like that? Um, I think just caring about people as well and friendships and things like that. Like um, in rugby, like you've got to have trust in the people around you. You've got to, um, you know, be willing to give the shirt off your back to your teammates and I think you know that just translates into anything for us to make a successful team like um you know you guys got your podcast here and like you guys have to work together and have be some like similar minded and you know I think um yeah translates into lots of things yeah yeah we succeed together is another element can you talk to us about how you see this playing out in the teams that you've played for could you repeat, sorry? <laughs> we succeed together Yeah, is another element of Ishii Tangata. Yeah. Can you talk to us about how this you see this playing out in the teams you've played for? Yeah, um, definitely. I think um, we had a, like a little bit of a mantra in our, during our World Cup, and it was 32 hard, because obviously only 23 girls would get stripped to play a game, and 15 of those would start. But we had a squad of 32, and we would... Um, we talk about it a lot because especially sort of as the like as the World Cup progressed, um, there were some girls that would repeatedly not get stripped and not get named to play. Um, some like missed out in the last, you know, four games. And that's tough. Like, obviously, um, everyone wants to play. Everyone wants to be a part of the success and feel like they've contributed to, you know, winning a World Cup. And I like I know that a lot of girls struggle with that because... You know they want to be the best for their team, but we we drilled that into the team like we'd always say, and we even got t-shirts, champions t-shirts, but it had thirty two hard on it because we were a squad of thirty two and we we're a team of thirty two, and every single player in that squad contributed to us winning that World Cup. Like at our, we'd have our Thursday trainings, and we'd play scenarios, and the team, the girls that weren't um, named in the in the squad to play um, that game, they would go away, do their homework on the opposition, and then they would play the opposition plays against us in the, t- in the team runs and things. Mm-hmm. And so they would do things like that that would so that we were well, best prepared as possible going into Saturday or that game. So, yeah, everyone in the team was had a huge role to play, um, and I think that's, you know, a team, everyone is, um, you know, has a role to play and every single person um, contributes to that success. Mm. So the last element is others matter mm-hmm. so how does this feature in your sporting career others matter um hmm 
what could you sort of describe like others met like well i think it's more like i feel like it's um you know someone misses a tackle or misses a you know misses the line out and gets a turnover like mm-hmm. um and then like, like you no, can't that's break not completely that down. their fault that yeah. they still have value in the team yeah. yeah like they still matter yeah and yeah have a part to play yeah everyone misses i guess yeah. yeah okay yeah well Gosh, I feel that all the time, that pressure all the time when I'm throwing the ball out in a line-out and if it's not straight yeah. or if I muck it up. Um, but I guess, like, that just comes back to, like, having that trust. Like, no, you just know that nobody purposely does something wrong. Like, mm-hmm. you just can't get mad at someone, like, for mucking up. And I think um, what you can do as a player to, no matter what, is just train the house down and so that whenever we go out onto that field we just know that you've done every single thing that you can to Mm -hmm. be your best for the team and that was probably something special about our world cup team is that man we trained so hard we did every we did everything we possibly could to win that world cup and it was quite a special feeling like you know we'd been scored on um twice in the World Cup final and we were you know down by what like 19 points and we're in the huddle and we were looking at each other in line it was like man like we've still got this there was trust there was just that confidence in the group we'd just made some tight connections and you know we'd known that we'd done scenarios on those Thursdays that were so 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 tough and we're all just like now we've got this like it's only been you know 15 minutes and it was just yeah it was a surreal feeling but I guess that um, you know, can translate back to that, like keeping your head up. Yeah. Mm. What are your goals for twenty twenty three? My goals. Um, I want to. Um, well, I'm a contracted black firm, so mm. that's a tick. Um, I would like to play in all the game. Well, you know, as many games mm. as possible for the um this season as black firm. Um, but aside from that, like that's that's I guess making the team and playing as not measurable because mm. that comes down to a coach's opinion which I have no control over um so for me it's I'm I'm just still embracing pro- professional life and I guess I'm still figuring out how that um how what that looks like for me obviously mm. my first year of full-time professional rugby was last year and so now I've got a good feel for it but I'm still I guess finding out, you know, what my body needs, what what do I need to do to in order for myself to be at my best, um, the all the time. So, yeah, I'm still figuring that out. That that is in terms of like nutrition, sleep, recovery, analysis, um, just training in general. Um, yeah. So I think that's 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 still really huge, and I think. Once I nail that, and you know, some players that takes a long time to figure that out, you know, before you um, are at your best and you know exactly what it is that, you know, will allow you to do that. But yeah, so for me, I'm just figuring, still figuring that out. Um, and yeah, who knows what that'll look like when I do. Yeah. Uh, what made you want to play rugby? Like, was there anything specific? Um, yeah, like I said, the girls just look at fielding. Um, I, they were just so cool, and I just wanted to be like them. Um, I think there was a little bit of, like, oh, I want to, you know, be tough and, like, wanted Dad to, you know, think I was, you know, tough and, like, mm. you know, support me and, yeah. like, I don't know. I think I think I've always grown up and still now I've always put my hand up to a challenge and I think that just playing rugby was a real challenge and it was something that put me out of my comfort zone 
and I to be honest I signed up to every single sport under the sun when I was in high school so I was like tennis basketball I tried hockey I did like croquet I did lawn bowls netball do you think, um sorry yeah do you think that that was because when you were growing up in the smaller town you only yeah. had a small amount so you wanted to try all those a hundred percent hundred percent I think I got to school and I was just like oh my god what are all these sports like I just want to give everything a go so mm. yeah I'd um I'd probably say rugby was just on the list of things I hadn't done and I was like I want to do it mm. so yeah <laughs> now this is that's what you do now yeah I really like putting on big hits. What's your favourite thing? Smashing people, scoring tries, try celebrations or something else? Um, well, I don't score that many tries. So my try celebration is non-existent. Um, I'm pretty much shocked myself. Usually I'm like, oh my God, it's good to try. Um, uh, big hits. I feel like that's still a work in progress for me. But I think my favourite favorite thing to do in rugby would probably be um, I do love throwing the line out and throwing the ball yeah. in when it go when it's going well. Mm. When it's not going well, it's you you're not enjoying it that much. Um, but yeah, I'd probably I'd probably just say I just I love being in the hurt locker for me. I just find rugby is so challenging mentally and physically, and I just love that feeling of walking off the field knowing oh my god I've just given everything to that I'm pooped I've got no more and I like it's you know weird but I just love that that feeling mm. yeah thrive on it what's it like playing against some people you've like known and played with um it's funny like you always think that oh because you know we played against against Chelsea Rumna during the yeah. Super Rugby comp who left Matatu and played for the Chiefs and she was one of my like very good friends and you know traitor. before the game yeah traitor but before you before you go on the field you're like oh you know I wonder what it'll be like, wonder what it'll be like when I see Chelsea running the ball at me but it's so funny you just go into absolute game mode um, once you're on the field and you don't even know who's who because you just it's irrelevant at that time you've got the adrenaline pumping and you don't really have that much time to think so yeah I think it's it's all it's all good before the game we always have a chat with your mates and then after the game you know you always um, have another chat and you know it's all good but on the field you're just enemies <laughs> yeah. yeah what's it like to have fans um, yeah still getting used to that um, because yeah obviously it's it's not new but the amount of fan, fans and like the amount of um, I guess uh, exposure public exposure and um, obviously the World Cup we had a sold out Eden Park so that was mm. just like phenomenal um, obviously something none of us had ever experienced um so it's it's it was just so cool it was, I think you know that support that we had that we have is like a huge was a huge contributor to our success over the world cup because you just had the whole backing of the country and it, like we were all anyone was talking about for those you know six or seven weeks um and it was really special yeah and yeah I just think you know, little girls coming up for my signature and wanting photos and, yeah, you know, going out in public and, you know, the old person recognises you and it's, yeah, it's a really special mm. feeling. Um, yeah, very, it's just very special. Mm. What's it like playing rugby for Mata 2? They finished last in 2022 <laughs> and first this year. How did you do it? Yeah, I think, like, we don't make up excuses, but, like, last year was rough with COVID and that sort of tournament-style comp you know we had back to back games um with little turnarounds and there was the um the game like there was there were 70 minute games mm. and 
I think, yeah, I just think that style just didn't suit us. We're at Matatu, we're a, we're a fit team. And um, yeah, last year, I just think that limited amount of time, we just never clicked. We, we had the culture, we had the coaches, we had the base, but just, yeah, we just needed a bit more time to click as a team. And, you know, we, didn't, we just did not produce what we were capable of at all last year, which was frustrating. Um, but this year was a different story, I think. Um, I think the first even three games, we still didn't produce what we what we were capable of and then finally and that when it mattered in the final we yeah something finally clicked and we were able to um put points on the put points on the board and actually hold on to some position and yeah obviously it came down to a to a missed kick in the end but I think I think we I think we deserved to win that final and no it was it was very cool being able to turn that around in the space of a year as I don't think anyone expected us to do that. <laughs> yeah. You've been a part of some nail-biting finishes. The World Cup semi-final, the final and the Opiki final all went down to the last play. How did you deal with the pressure as a team? Yeah, good question. Um, I think, yeah, I think big game players stepped up in big game, like big time moments. Mm. Um, and I think there were you know, players that did that for us in those moments, like Joni Wu, she just took control and said, right, get me up in that, in that line out in the final. And like we had, um, you know, Cindy Nellis in our, in our um, Matatu team, she kind of had had, you know, just a consistent um, bit of a quiet season. She's been around the blocks for like so many years now, you know, played for Canada and she's, you know, sort of at the nearing of the end of her rugby career and she just, came out in that final and got what like 10 that's an exaggeration but turnovers and like didn't like debatably was um you know won the game for us mm-hmm. and she you know just an example of what final footy does does to people mm-hmm. I mean you can either run for it uh, run from it and hide from it or you can embrace it and I think um you know that was that was the difference for us in those finals was that yeah we we'd had experience we'd had girls that just stepped up and that's what you need you need those players to do that if you could play for any team what would it be and why like any sports team any yeah any like any oh. sports team any sport um hmm that's a good question Maybe I'd go back to netball, play for the tactic, play for the silver ferns. <laughs> yeah. Um, All round silver fern. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> What's your favourite ice cream flavour? Hmm. The big chicken in Rickerton does the best goody goody gumdrops. They give you, like the serving is massive, and there's like a cup full of gumdrops in it. So I hands down have to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You've won a World Cup and a Super Rugby Championship. Which one was more special? Or is one more special? What was it, the World Cup or the Super? Yeah. Definitely the World Cup. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Super, yeah, Super was awesome, but uh, yeah. Uh, World Champions, you literally cannot get any better than that. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's quite a difference to New Zealand's best and then the world's best in yeah. being at the top of yeah. both really. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do you store your medals and important rugby stuff? <laughs> 
Um, good question. My medal sits in, well, we got, it came and comes with this obviously nice box to protect it, which is needed because this box is, yeah, very dirty now. Um, but this just goes in my wardrobe, the um, World Cup medal. Um, it comes out quite a lot though. Um, and my Super Rugby medal um, is currently in my room. But I usually take all of my stuff home, um, like home, home to Taipei. Yeah. I've got a, like a little, um, like, it's like a bit of wood, but it sticks perfectly between two walls. And then I have hang um, coat hangers on it. And I've got all my jerseys that I've played in that I've been able to keep hanging there which has actually accumulated to quite a lot and then below that I've got all my like rugby trophies and all my medals um which is quite quite a stack now as well yeah 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 what kind of music do you listen to oh everything I'm a big country fan yeah country um but honestly everything yeah yeah every anything that I can actually understand the words and what they're saying I can't if I can't if I don't know what they're saying makes no sense I don't listen to it (laughs) Um, what do you do in your downtime? Um, I I like just hanging out with my friends. Um, recovery, going to the sauna, going to the pools. Me, my flatties, I flat with Alana, um, Bremner, and Grace Brooker. Um, so who other um two other black friends, and we went to the driving range last Sunday. Um, I love shopping. But I, I love, like, when I can to go home, um, get it, get out on the farm. I love horse riding. Um, yeah, anything, really. Yeah. What was it like scoring a try in a World Cup final? Yeah, that was crazy. That was insane. Um, yeah, didn't, didn't expect that. And it was my first try for the Black Friends as well, so it was just super cool. I remember just, like, biffing the ball up in the air and being, like, yes, just stoked. It was, yeah, a surreal feeling. Um yeah just so so cool couldn't believe it yeah <laughs> women's rugby was on a real high at the end of 2022 how do you think it's gonna it's going so far in 2023 yeah i think like um the momentum we've taken we've taken from the world cup um i think yeah we've we had good support and crowds at the super rugby games i think we definitely have put women's rugby on the map and i think um much more of New Zealand is now sort of on board on the bus with us which is really cool I obviously only up from here there's still a long way to go but I think um women's rugby is in a good place at the moment and like we're on track to um just carry on getting getting more and more support and awareness yeah you have had your first training camp for the Black Ferns already this year how was it especially with the new coaching team yeah it was very cool we're at the new NZ CIS facility in Wellington, um, which was just so, so cool. Um, the coaches were really awesome, um, obviously still getting to know getting to know them, but I think what, what was really neat is that our, our squad has, um, you know, not changed hugely from last year, so we're only just going to carry on building um, from those connections that were previously made. So, yeah, it's cool that with the, girl, the group of girls, just still that familiarity, um, with with everyone and the new girls that have um come and have just um are awesome they're so cool they're so talented and I think we've all just clicked pretty quickly so yeah I'm I'm excited for this year I think the coaches so far what they've what they've showed us in that camp has been exciting a few changes and things but I I really back them to 
to go all the way with us and do some pretty cool things. In your opinion, is there anything that makes Wayne uh, Wayne Smith different from the other coaches? Um, he's crazy. <laughs> no, he he's just a really passionate man. He's and I, I just think he's so so smart. He's mm. just yeah incredible. Just his understanding and knowledge of the game is just yeah next to next to none. He is just yeah really awesome. Um, I think he's he demands the best out of people. Like he just won't settle for anything less. So. I think that's really important in a coach, especially a national coach, because um, he holds high standards and um, keeps us accountable for every little thing. Um, at trainings, if you mucked up, he would tell you then and there. And sometimes it was a tough pill to swallow, but he, you know, it was great. We it only made the team better, and we were able to just move forward really quickly because we just didn't have time to like not do that because you know it was so we had so little time to get things right so yeah he was just awesome in that aspect and um just he just cared about people and cared about the team and yeah just he was just such a such a cool guy how's it been being a contracted player for the black ferns in the last two years it's the dream the dream job um yeah i just love it obviously like our hubs so we we split into four hubs which is christchurch wellington um sorry Five hubs: Christchurch, Wellington, Bay of Plenty, um, Hamilton, and Auckland. So, if you're a contracted black firm, you have to be in one of those, like in those places. Um, so, in our Christchurch hub, we're very fortunate. We've got quite a few contracted girls, which makes um, every day pretty cool because, like, I get to hang out and train with my best friends every day. Um, and yeah, the hub's just evolving because um, pretty much it's never existed before. So sort of um Whitney Hanson who um is in charge of us like she just gets to decide what it looks like and we kind of just give feedback on what our day looks like because yeah we just need to keep evolving it into what what we want to make it because yeah there'd never been like professional rugby or like day-to-day training every day and we didn't even know what that looked like so yeah it's pretty cool um yeah our days are quite full-on but um no it's just so awesome and I think finally, like my body's starting to get used to doing like training every day because I think last year it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks in a way because I just wasn't used to you know training every day, um, gymming every day, running every day, you know it was just quite full on. But yeah, no, very grateful. It's the dream job. Um, yeah, so so cool. Well, that's it for the interview. We'd like to say thanks for coming and talking to us. We know you, we realize you're super busy and we appreciate you giving up some of your spare time. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you.